I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Happy Martin Luther King Day. MLK, that's, MLK, that's almost like that's something new to me. I'm, I grew up so long ago, Jay. It, it became it was Martin Luther King. Oh, then yeah. they abbreviated to MLK. Like you might have thought it was Doctor Martin, Martin Luther King. Luther King. Yeah. Junior, you, you got to do the whole thing. No, no, it's just Doctor Martin Luther King. Why are we working today, Keith? Well, I'm I'm Hello. working I'm working because <laughs> it's football it was played yesterday. Heavy playoffs, and I originally was going to uh, step down, as they like to say. Step down. Um, but I made an executive. I made an executive decision because of the football, because of our show, and there are going to be people on the roads. Although people aren't taking their, you know, are, although yes. it's a work holiday and people are off in certain places, and you know, it's not going to be as many cars. So, can I give you a short yeah. answer? For Here why? we go. Yes, the man. That's, that's it. That's it. We're on the, the man. End. That's it. You said what? The man. The man. That's the short answer. Yeah, not really. Uh, not really. Once, an the, once the man had a conversation, you know, then it became a different conversation. But I also, you know, I also feel an obligation to work with y'all on this it glorious is, holiday, glorious but holiday. I'm gonna celebrate it. I'm gonna celebrate it all day long, anyway. It is part of working in this business. Is sometimes the biggest holidays that everyone has off is when people are everyone's home. They're gonna be watching the game the next day. They want you know that's like a lot of times on Christmas or on a day like that where you just assume you have the day off. You know, I'm not. I don't complain about it because this beats working for. Well, a nobody's living. complaining. And when I say I don't complain about it, I, I what I mean is I do complain about it, but this still wor- beats working for a living. All right, Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. You meantime. haven't worked in 30 years, Max. Exactly. He's right about that. Or uh, more. In, 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 in fact, yesterday, I have to say, I'm trying to think of a, a moment that brought me more joy since the birth. My, my youngest was born seven years ago. <laughs> I, I think I can tell you right now safely that yesterday was probably the best I felt in the last seven years. Yeah. Well, we kind of saw that one coming. Yeah, the Giants beating the, the Minnesota Vikings. But, I mean, some close games, games that were supposed to be blowouts, right? I mean, of course, that could happen when they're divisional games, divisional playoffs. Were they supposed to be games. blowouts, though? Well, the, uh, the we, Bills are supposed we to blow the out the gonna, Dolphins. Yeah, beat the brakes off the Dolphins. I and mean, right? we talked about that for most of the week. Yeah. And yeah, you thought they, they, they started off that way, but, you know, if you, a, a few stumbles here and there, the gap could close real fast. Yeah, but even the Bengals and the Ravens. Bengal, listen, Ravens without Lamar. Bengals supposed but, to beat yeah, them. But yeah, but they know each other so well. Exactly. You know, they play That's what each I'm other saying. All the time. That's, I would never think that that would be a blowout, regardless if Lamar played or not. That's what I'm saying. Divisional games, right? The, you have both of them Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Bengals, divisional games, playoff games, third yeah, time San Francisco, each other. Seattle. San Francisco, Seattle. Same thing. Everything is like, you know. Even though that got ugly. Way. I was like, well, yeah. that one. Yeah, that one got ugly. <laughs> that was the blowout. That was the blowout. It's right. like San Fran gave me the most confidence out of any team in that first weekend. 
See, I didn't feel that way because Seattle did, wasn't playing with their backup quarterback. But still, you took care of business. Oh, no, no. I mean, heading into, oh, the, heading weekend, into the weekend, I'm thinking, okay, the Bills are going to beat up the Dolphins because I would think they would win anyway, and the Dolphins don't have their starter. And then, and then listen, the Ravens were my preseason pick because one of the differences between Lamar and everyone else on the team who starts at quarterback or who plays at quarterback is they get the W's with Lamar. And we showed you the, the, the stats last week heading into the game, right? Literally three quarters of the time with Lamar throughout his career, they win. Three out of every four games. Four A teams, same team, same coaches, same everything, except take Lamar away and put in Huntley or whomever, they lose twice as much as they win. Right? Like he makes a big difference. And guys watching the game yesterday, I got to think that if Lamar plays, they win that game. Just- bro, bro, I mean, they got a good team. So whenever you have a good team good defense. And, you, and you insert a, a, a quarterback in like Lamar, you're going to win a lot of games. It couldn't even, even if they didn't have a Lamar, and let's say they had something better than a Huntley, they'd probably win the game. Huntley is cool, but he's a backup for a reason. I mean, there's certain things that he just can't do. It's just certain things he can't do. Well, can we get into that, key? So if it's if you're on the goal line, or not actually, if you're like barely outside the one-yard line, and that QB sneak play that they drew up in the fourth quarter with like 11 minutes left to go in the game, when that because I heard John Harborough talk about this post game that that that's designed for the QB to dig into the trenches to go underneath instead of over the top. Yeah, and let we, me identify what you're talking about. Jay. Yeah, so, it's it, it. So the Bengals and the Ravens are tied. It's the fourth quarter. It's 11 and change left. 11 minutes and change left in the game. Ravens about to punch it in. They're on the goal line. Huntley tries to go Superman over the top and. Gets it punched out, recovered by the Bengals, and ran all the way in for a touchdown. Yeah, so, Sam, Sam Hubbard goes 98 yards mm-hmm. when, when Fumble return. Uh, Huntley fumbles, Jay. And the thing is, they submarine down in the trenches. You get low, I get low. I get lower than you. Yep. Now I push, and everybody behind me, that, that, that's behind me, my fullback, my tailback, and whoever else is supposed to push with me, push me from behind and give me force yep. to push the other guys back. That's about 900 pounds of force that's coming that's supposed to push me through. Why Huntley did that over the top from a yard and a half out, I have no idea. If you were talking about Cam Newton, and the reason I bring up Cam because Cam is big, big and, and strong yeah. and he can hold on to the ball – if he submarines over the top, most likely it's going to be hard to punch that out. Huntley's a Huntley's a smaller QB. Why he did that, I'm sure Coach Harbaugh said, what the hell, the same way. But sometimes, man, you play professional and collegiate sports. People go off the rails and they do whatever they want to do in certain moments of pressure. Yeah, because I would say usually when a running back, if you see a running back jump over the top, it's usually because he has a running start mm-hmm. to do that. Yes, not that, just that's straight, correct. Like, it's like Huntley did it off the burp. That was like yeah. a vertical – you could you, it, look. You could do that if you six. If you were uh, Daniel Jones, like when they had fourth and one in that maybe game, maybe Daniel Jones or Mac Jones, one of the big old long, linky, yeah. tall dudes. Not about Mac Jones, you, you know, over the pile. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know about Mac Jones, but <laughs> one, one of the, one of the big, like strong QBs could just boom over the top with no. Because all you got to do is go across the goal line, yeah. and 
That, that doesn't Lee. matter what happens, but you just can't. He had no vertical. Like, Zero. Listen, Go ahead and put the Titanic song over that replay. The Ravens, talking about the running backs, Ravens' uh, J.K. Dobbins said about the loss, said this last night, I should have been the guy. I didn't get a single carry in the red zone. If we had Lamar, we would have won. That part I agree. Factual. And by the way, Lamar beat – they beat the Bengals earlier in the season. Lamar outplayed Joe Burrow. You know Joe Burrow and the Bengals. (laughs) Joe Burrow, I love – other than Mahomes, Joe Burrow is my favorite quarterback. But you got to say what it is. Lamar is a one-man – Wrecking crew on offense. He's yeah. Well, he, well, we are. That's well documented. That if Lamar was there, it probably could have. The outcome would have been a little bit different. The problem is when you get into the red zone and Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, doesn't realize that Dobbins had been running the football at times well in between the tackles and on the perimeter. You got to give him the football. Huntley carried the ball way too much for me for him not to be Lamar Jackson at times throughout that game. You know, things swung. On that touchdown, the Bengals' win probability was 34%. When they got that touchdown, that thing jumped all the way to 83%. So at that point in time, based on Huntley being their quarterback, everybody said, oh, well, they're not going to win now. That wasn't going to happen. And they had 11 minutes still left in the damn game. That's a good point about Huntley because it's not like that happened with seconds ticking off the clock. The game's almost over. There's a good chunk of time, right? And it's a tie game at the time. Yes. He's right. So, so that 50% swing from 30% win probability, you're about to score a touchdown, all of a sudden it's 80%. That 50% swing really is bigger because you don't have Lamar. With mm. Lamar, you, who knows? Yeah, yeah it probably mean, jumps you, a few can points. When you guys say with Lamar, you mean him, him being at the game? Like just being no, he shouldn't travel. He shouldn't have traveled. He shouldn't I, have I, traveled? No, no. Jay, if, if it's true that his knee has the inflammation. And you know, man, you know traveling with a bad knee and swelling up. Yes, and Standing on the sideline well. and all that sort of stuff. You don't want to. swollen you knees don't right wanna, now. I just came back from traveling with the swollen knee. Exactly. So imagine him traveling, ah. standing on the sideline for four hours. Ah. You just don't. Uh, you he, just don't want to. I, I'm not, I, he might be done I, in Baltimore, I, I love Lamar. And, yeah. and, I'm, and, all, and I'm all for Lamar doing whatever Lamar needs to do for Lamar. But the whole thing of, like, the travel and standing on the sidelines for four hours when you have multi-million dollar equipment there to, you know, come on, man. Like that, but what's the point? Well, if he, if he would have gotten that, his money already. That's issue between him and the team, in my opinion. If he would have gotten his money already and he couldn't he go. He would have been there? Come on, He would have been, been there in a heartbeat. He would have been there. Well, if, the player, no, you got to Lamar is. Lamar be ride or die with his team all day, every day, Keith. 231 guaranteed. He's there medical, with a bad knee. Sometimes your medical, man, we don't know how serious this is. Obviously, he, he's he, got some inflammation in his knee. Why? Why take the risk? Why you say it like that? He was wasn't he doing like some drills on the on the side practice? No, he was trying. He was trying at practice. He was trying with the trainers to figure out what was wrong, but it flamed up. Put a compression sleeve on the leg. You put ice on it while you're on the plane. Man, I'm just telling. I'm just telling you. You asked the question. I'm just telling you why he wouldn't go. Now, if you want to become Dr. J, I am and, Dr. and tell J him all about all that and put the, the sleeve, the copper sleeve on. He is Dr. He is Dr. J, but, but the doctor sleeve. is a Ph.D. <laughs> He's talking about the psychology, not the medical, man. He ain't sleeve. going because he didn't get his money. Oh, Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. You Pepper in college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Just speaking of money how and mobile quarterbacks, how much did Daniel Jones make himself? Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. If there has ever been an example of how much coaching matters in the NFL. Jones rolls left, throws left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. It is Daniel Jones with Brian Dable. The New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Look, Daniel, I've said it all year. He's been good for us, continues to be good for us. Uh, as the leader of our football team, I'm proud of him. All hail the New York Giants. New York Giants! They could go really far. and This was no fluke. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN 2 up till 8 a.m. Eastern, then ESPNU, all four hours up to 10 a.m. Eastern. We're on the ESPN app. You can, you know, scroll, you hit the ESPN app, scroll down to hit more, and then scroll down to live radio. We're right there. And we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, Maxi. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I'm very, very, very happy. How now, very brown happy. cow? <clears throat> I think about the greatest days of my life, like the most. I'm talking about those hap- the happiness. Forget about the birth of your kids, right? Those are the best days. I get it. For me too. I'm talking about stuff that sent the endorphins through your body, like you're on something, right? <laughs> you're like, oh my god, I'm on cloud nine. I think about honestly. I think about um, when I got into school, when I when I got my first professional deal, right? Like, that was here at ESPN. Yep. Okay. Like I, 45 really years like, ago. Yeah, like actually, literally 25 years ago. When, and it felt like, oh, my God. Like, it feels like you're, in a, like, like you're on something, right? In that flow state. I think about the two Giants Super Bowl wins against the Patriots and, and the one against the Bills. The one against Denver when I was a kid, they were favored. They killed them the whole game. But against, against, against the, the Bills, you know, the, the Norwood miss and everything and – and the last two, it was like really like, oh my god, this feeling's so good. No wonder people get addicted to stuff, right? Yesterday was not quite that, but it wasn't far away. <laughs> the first oh, round yeah. playoff game, but all oh, that felt good. It, it, it felt it felt good to you, and I'm sure it felt good to a lot of Giant fans. Uh, that recipe that I continue to push out there about these quarterbacks, man. He went five over. Or six over, better yet, on attempts Mm -hmm. because he had 35 attempts. And if you'd have kept him down to, you know, whatever, 30 to 24, but it's close. 300 yards, two touchdowns, 70-something yards on the ground, another plunge, didn't turn the football over, you go. That's the key. That's the way you're supposed to do it. I was so funny, is, and I know you guys watch some of the telecasts of other networks. (laughs) All I could do was think about Joe Judge had the same team 
in this same quarterback. Think about it. A year ago. Sorry. And sorry. And then I'm watching, obviously, a certain telecast that comes on at night with the former offensive coordinator having to talk about how great this quarterback is playing. And I'm like, you just had this dude <laughs> as his offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. Well, Kate, my, my, Interesting. My, 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 so my takeaway from, from that is, it's funny, whenever I hear the word rebuild, like you think, all right, what is that, a two, three, four-year process? And granted, every team, every culture is differently. But yeah. We just watched the Giants rebuild and get to the playoffs in year one of the Brian Dable era, right? We just watched the Jags, like through Doug Peterson, like literally after the Urban Meyer situation, go through that, get to the playoffs, and win a playoff game. Like So it's doable as long as you have the right coaches that provide Man. the right culture. Like that's where it starts. It, it, it's not even – you mentioned two teams there. The Giants, it was, it, the Giants was an evaluation year. It yes. wasn't a rebuild That's right, Key, I'm glad it, you said that. It's not it a was, rebuild. It was an no, evaluation it was an eva- year. It, it was an evaluation year. They went out and got a couple little scrappy pieces that they could put in there that would help them. Veterans on it, the O-line who knew and, what they were doing, even if they were past time it. time started to tick throughout the course of the year, you started to say to yourself, hmm, well, maybe this isn't an evaluation year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to win another one. Huh, okay. What do you think? Man, I think we got something here. Then another one and another one. They start stacking them W's up. And now you say, well, man, can four teams come out of the NFC East to go to? Yeah, four teams. Remember that? Yep. Remember three months three ago? Did. Four teams three can come out of the out. NFC yep. East. Oh, my God. Dude. Then the Giants. Can they do this? Can they do? The Giants right now might go further than the Cowboys. And further than the Eagles, possible in the playoffs, and they were supposed to be an evaluation year. Yeah, the I Eagles mean, if, were not an evaluation year, and neither were the Cowboys. If Jalen Hurts is 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 feeling bad, the Giants have a shot to beat him, right? But Jalen Hurts would have to be compromised. But you know, from the Giants' point of view, he is right. He might mm-hmm. be. Uh, so Daniel Jones, key mentioned it: twenty four of thirty five, three hundred one yards through the air, two touchdowns, seventy eight rushing yards. Mm-hmm. He's the first play, player in playoff history. With 300 passing yards, two passing TDs, and 70 rushing yards in a playoff game. And by the way, even if someone else does it, you'd have to add in zero turnovers. He ran for seven first downs. That's tied for the second most by a quarterback in a playoff game since 2005. And he was huge on third down. Here is Brian Dable, Giants head coach, on Daniel Jones after the game. Look, Daniel's, I've said it all year, he's been good for us. He continues to be good for us, and he played a good game. Um, and I think there's a lot of other people that play good games, too, to help him play a good game. He'll be the first to admit it. But uh, as the leader of our football team, um, you know, I'm proud of him. It's too early to be negotiating, Brian Dable. Okay? <laughs> you're going you to minimize his play. I get it. You don't want to praise him. You don't want to give too much. You don't want to do too much because, you know, you got to think about that money in a couple months. I understand that. He played exceptionally well. In fact, that 35 or 24 very could very well could have been, you know, uh, 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 35 of, of 27, 
so to speak, because there was a couple drops out oh, there, like the, the drop, drop on the third down. On third down. That would have closed ended, out the game. By the way, when that happened, I have to admit, it's a Giants fan. No, he could have put his he could have put his foot in the ground, turned the corner, he picked up yeah. 30 yards easy. As a Giants fan, I was like, I thought, ah, what they are you lose, doing? Yeah, they what? lose this game now. I thought when you drop that pass on the yeah, road, you, usually you, know, lose. Once, you lose the game. But I will tell you, though, I mean, Catch a that, couple man. plays before Catch that, though. your hands. Fourth and one, it goes to show you the mentality of the Giants organization, which has been that way from the beginning of the year. Like when they let Saquon punch it in on a fourth and one. I forget the game, one of the first couple of games of the season. Once again, first game of the season. Yeah. yeah. Fourth and one again, like on their own 38. So they went it, for the two point conversion with Saquon. That's right. That's what it was. But I'm talking this one, fourth and one yep. on their own 38. They, they go for it. Yep. Like I, I just like that kind of momentum, that mentality that, no, we're not here to play it safe. We're here to be aggressive. And that's our mentality moving forward. Yeah. If Slayton catches that out the back gate, just use your hands, man. Pluck it. Yeah, it ends the game. Just a simple pluck it. You body catching every time. Like I tell you, Jay, when you body catch, you're going to drop the football. Use your damn hands. Put the pinkies together. And in that case, it's going away from you. Put your put your index fingers. Put it all just nice and easy. Just right there. Bam. And we're going to have with to it. get into it, guys, because I know a lot of it has to do with things other than the quarterback and coaching and everything else. You know, Justin Herbert's not playing. Daniel Jones still is, right? And I'll tell you something else. Kirk Cousins, Justin. who I said for so long is an empty calorie stack quarterback. He puts out – he's a compiler. But if I always use this example. If it's third and eight – He'll get you six. Or fourth and eight. And I thought, right, I thought he turned the corner. And then on fourth and eight, he gets you five. You mentioned you mentioned Justin Herbert. I know we're yep. talking about the Giants, though. Did you see his post-presser? Did either one of y'all see his post-presser? No, I didn't get a chance to see it. I did not see it. You, you like doing this stuff. Google it and pull him up in a post-presser. And let me know, does he have cornrows or twist in his hair? Oh. That's what I want to know. Did Geno Smith, meantime, do enough to earn himself a long-term contract? Keyshawn J. Willemax. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. When he went no huddle and they started to make plays. All the big games but light on time? Let us catch you up. Definitely not fun ever playing against no huddle offense. Let's run the no huddle. 
whether you huddle, whether you don't huddle, it still comes down to just the execution. No huddle today, guys, here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance. Losing Teams Edition. Sports Center is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great paying benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Today. Are we going to hear uh, anything? First down, something? Seahawks lose to the 49ers, 41-23. Geno Smith wants to finish his career as a Seahawk, but has he done enough to warrant a long-term deal? Here's Geno Smith at the press conference. You know, I want to finish my career in Seattle. I want to, I want to be here. Uh, the town, the city, the team, Coach Carroll, the organization, they all embrace me. You know, I was a guy who probably could have been out of the league. They embraced me, and uh, I want to repay him for that. All right, Key, long-term deal for Geno Smith? I think I think he gets a long-term, short-term deal. What I mean by that is you sign him up to a three-year deal with two years of real money, and he's your quarterback for the next two years as you draft a guy to learn underneath him. There's no rush to get that young guy to plan. You get him in there. You service him. Sort of kind of like a uh, Tyrod Taylor in Los Angeles with the Chargers where they drafted, drafted Justin Herbert. Get waiting. Let's see what Tyrod Taylor's about. Now that's what you do with Geno Smith. You give him a three-year deal, two years of real money, give him an opportunity to be the starter for the next couple of years, and then from there you go year to year. Look, Geno Smith had a phenomenal season. I think he deserves a two-year deal, um, like he said. And I often think about young quarterbacks that come into the league, like a Zach Wilson. We talk about this for Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson had a guy like Geno Smith to learn from on a day-to-day basis, not only about what it takes to lead, but communication-wise, what it takes play-calling-wise. All these are huge advantages to having Geno Smith around. Not to minimize the uh, players' hard work, dedication, the focus, the fact that they don't give up on themselves or their team, all those kind of things. But I've, this is why I'm so shocked about Brady and Belichick's divorce and what's happened to each since then, is I just always assume in the NFL, it's coaching, right? Like, it's coaching. In the right situation, Mahomes gets Andy Reid, of course. You know, the, the right situation, you get the most out of a guy. Geno Smith hadn't found the right situation until now, but he's got it now, and he's worth two or three years. I totally agree. Yates, I'm sorry. Yates was in my ear just now. What was that, Yates? Chargers at Jaguars. Chargers blow a 27-point lead, and they fall to the Jags. 27 Point lead. This was the danger. Chargers uh, going to Charger. Can you change the culture of a whole franchise the way Joe Burrow did for the Bengals? Justin Herbert couldn't do it for the Chargers this year, not with Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley said they will, quote, grow from this loss. <laughs> but uh, will Staley I'm so mean. still I didn't be mean there? To laugh. They will, but without Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, Chargers head coach at the press conference. Anytime you, you're up. 27 to 7 at halftime and you've got four takeaways and you end up winning the takeaway margin for nothing you know it's going to be it's going to be a killer uh, I'm hurting for everybody in that locker room it's a special group of guys and you know this is the toughest way that you can lose you know in the playoffs um, and uh, certainly with the way we started the game that's that's the team that um, I know that we're capable of being and in the second half um, we just didn't finish the game and, you know, we're going to learn a lot from this. And, you know, um, unfortunately, this is the tough side of things. Our season's over. But um, I love everybody in that locker room. And um, this was a step for us. 
and um, we're going to grow a lot from it. Key. Hey, yeah, I don't like his emotions. Um, you know, Brandon Staley, they put up 27 points, but then they surrendered. And, and they also got four turnovers, but then they surrendered them points to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars when they clearly had the, the game under control and in their hands. And he's supposed to be a defensive specialist. That's how he got the job to begin with. But you allow Trevor Lawrence and company to carve you up in the second half on a miraculous comeback and then win the football game. I, I don't know where the Chargers go from here as far as their leadership goes with their coaching or whatnot, but they got some deep thoughts and some evaluations to do over the next several days before they really hit the offseason running. So, Key, the first line out of your mouth was, you don't like the emotions, and I would say, what emotions? Like, what emotions? It didn't seem like there were any emotions from Brandon Staley, and I get that when you get up there for a post-presser after a loss like that, that's embarrassing. You just kind of want to get through it. But it almost feels to me like hearing the tone of his voice is what the team is actually lacking, Key. Like, they're lacking an identity. Like, there's a certain, like, Nick Sirianni with the Eagles. You feel an identity there, right? Well, like, it, it just doesn't feel like they have one. You know, I, I, I look at some of the mistakes, not necessarily mistakes, some of the decisions that was made leading up to this playoff wild card uh, game against Jacksonville. Week 18, you're playing Mike Williams. He can't play in the game because you allowed him to play in the game before whatever weird reason you missed one of your key offensive weapons. Not that you didn't score points, but if you had a guy like that in certain situations, things are a little bit different. It's just some of the decisions that he has made as a coach over the years since he's been coaching his team is just head-scratching and mind-boggling. And, you know, again, I don't know what the leadership group in the Spanos, uh, the Chargers, is going to do. But there's a guy out there named Sean Payton, and if Sean Payton wants the job, I probably would give him the job. Yeah, who? Uh, me too. I mean, who wouldn't unless the Spanos in Spanos is being cheap? But I'll, I'll say this, guys: Justin Herbert did not play great, and you know he's one of my dudes, right? Like one is Mahomes, two is Burrow, three mm-hmm. is Herbert for me. If I could have anyone, but you got to win, man. You got to figure out a way to do. It. You got to assert yourself in the second half of that game. And this was my fear for Justin Herbert. I could see this unfold. And Key and me were texting during the game a little bit. And that, but it was never like this game is over because it's the Chargers. The hardest thing to do is change the culture of a franchise like that. Just the sense that there's impending doom all the time, right? Burrow did it for the Bengals. Justin Herbert will be measured against that standard. He came up short yesterday, and I can't let him off the hook just because Staley is not – you know, uh, I'm, I'm, Sean Payton. I'm with you in the big scheme of things, though. At the beginning of the year, what did we say that Justin Herbert had to do this year? Had to get to the playoffs. Had to get to the playoffs. He did. Okay. He did. All he right. did that. That's the bare minimum. They could have won that game. Agreed. Yep. You're right. You're right. All right. Dolphins hang tough, but ultimately they lose Boy. to the Buffalo Bills Boy, without Tua Tungavailoa. Dolphins were called for a delay of game on fourth and one from their own 48 with 228 left. How much blame does Mike McDaniel deserve for the loss? Here's Coach at the postgame presser. There was some communication that we'd gotten the first down, so then we were um, deploying a, a group of players for the first and ten call, and then it was it was articulated uh, that no, it was fourth down. So that miscommunication that's that's all the stuff that you that you do in in this business is you. Um, you never stop finding the things that you can improve on, um, and and it's a, it was a piece of the reason 
uh, you know, why we were unable to come out with a victory, but it, it definitely wasn't the only reason. There's a, um, a lot of people can uh, find several things that they could do better, um, including myself, which we will do pressing forward. Key? <laughs> I just laugh at his voice and his calm demeanor. He just sounds like a dude that's just chilling, man. Um, the Dolphins, they fought hard. They hung tight. And you would, you would think and wonder what would this game be like if Tua had played healthy in the game. Would they have beaten the, the Buffalo Bills or certainly given a, even a better, a bigger fight in this situation? Now, look, Mike McDaniel and that offensive personnel grouping, whoever the coach is that needed to get the personnel grouping in and out of the ball game before the delay of game, that's on the coaching staff for sure. Because coaches always have one coach who's designated – for personnel groupings to get certain players in and out, depending on the personnel call at the time, the coach who's calling the play says, Hey, I want half personnel. Okay. No, I want you personnel. No, give me three wide personnel. And that coach that's standing next to him is putting guys in and out of the football game. So he is right. There was some miscommunication there, but that goes on the coaching staff as a whole. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, I, I thought there was poor miscommunication throughout the entire game, by the way, just not on that delay of game. Uh, but still, I, I think this is the, the Dolphins are going in the right direction. Bigger question is, who is going to be their quarterback of the future? Yeah, I got to give Mike McDaniel credit. They were badly outmanned without their starting quarterback on the road, et cetera, et cetera. And we're in a position to win the game at the end of the game. That's, that's coaching, actually. So imperfect, yes, but let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. How concerned what? should we be with John? It's an expression. Look it up. How concerned should we be? With Josh Allen's turnovers. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Dolphins lose to the Buffalo Bills. They fought hard. They hung tight. And you you would think and wonder what would this game be like if Tua had played healthy in the game. Would they have beaten the the Buffalo Bills and certainly given even a bigger fight? Yeah, man, some teams... Got scared, man. Some not nice, not got scared, but had scares in the first round of the playoffs. Both of them, the the Bengals last night against a Lamar Jackson-less Ravens, right? Comes down to the wire. Divisional rivals. It means it's the third time they're playing each other. And the same thing with the Bills against the Dolphins, man. That was the mortal lock of the weekend, right? Bills over Dolphins. Key had been asking all year. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 
Key had been asking all year, yeah, yeah, it looks good so far, everyone. Just everyone calm down. Let's see if it's portable. Warm weather team, let's see what happens in the cold weather when they're on the road. And then it didn't look so good toward the end of the season. But you know what? Tua was concussed. He's going to come back. If he comes back and they're going to be okay, we'll see, right? But he didn't come back. And the Bills, with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation and something bigger than themselves to play for and the preseason favorites, and now they're on a roll with Josh Allen. Key, that was close. Why did the Bills struggle like that? Well, you know, they they got off to a fast start early in the game, and Josh Allen was dropping dimes after dimes, and he turned the ball over twice, gave him one with a score on. I I just think that, you know, sometimes – the emotions are so high, and then when you get up on a team, you feel you, you get complacent. You start to play a certain way down to the competition, and the Dolphins seized the moment, and they made the game close. Um, it would have it could have been different if if Tua was playing, but Skyler Thompson didn't play all that bad. I mean, he played he played well. Maybe Tua makes a throw or two better. Now, remember when Tua did play against the Bills in the regular season earlier in the year up there. They certainly fought again and, and played hard down to the wire and had an opportunity, but it didn't work out. It didn't work out in the playoffs. So, you know, what, what are you, you going to say? If, if, if? I think there's no doubt if Tua played, this would have been potentially a different outcome of a game. Um, but it, I'm also, you know, it's interesting. When you watch these wild card games, playoff games, you think a team has to make some kind of definitive statement. Like they have to – Blitz a team by 20. Like, you know, playoff games are hard. And a lot of times, whether a team has a third-string quarterback, a second-string quarterback, it, you know, they throw different things at you. And I'm not sitting up here making excuses for the Bills, but you also understand, like, look, you, you win a game and you move forward. Like, Cincinnati, tough game against Huntley, not Lamar Jackson. Like, because of a fumble, they win that game, you move forward. Um, that's where it is. Yeah, tough matchups, though. I mean, it, it, they're divisional teams. They know each other to a degree. You play. This is the third time. You know, it, it's 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 hard to get away from what you've done in those other two games. The principles. You know, you talk about the Ravens. The Ravens have a certain principle. Same thing with the Buffalo Bills. There's certain things that they do, and the Miami Dolphins know that. And so, when they get the turnovers and they do certain things to make those adjustments against the Bills the Bills have to counter, and they didn't counter in certain situations. Therefore, the Dolphins are able to score, put points up, make it close, make it look like a certain way and a certain thing. The Bills got out of there with a W. That's all that really matters is they're now moving on to the divisional round to play the Cincinnati Bengals at home before they probably most likely go and play Kansas City in Atlanta because it's a neutral site in Kansas City. If Kansas City's in the AFC Championship game, Buffalo wins in the AFC Championship game, It'll be at a neutral site. Otherwise, if Kansas City loses, Buffalo gets home field advantage. Josh Allen, who, by the way, there's no way you can tell me that that, that, that players are impervious. They, they completely block out thoughts like, man, they don't even have Tua, right? Maybe you play a little differently when you know the competition's a little better. I, I don't Absolutely. think that's unreasonable. Josh Absolutely. Allen on why he needs to do a better job protecting the ball. The turnovers, they, they, they hurt us, you know, really let them back in the game. Um, you know, up 17 nothing uh, with chances, uh, and I give them the ball, you know, two times and give them a touchdown. So uh, it's just things you can't do, um, and you can't expect to win like that. So some stuff to clean up. Yep, he's correct. It's stuff to clean up. You can't turn the football over. You're helping them. 
and he knows that, and he's turned. You know what's so funny is it throughout the season, much like Dak Prescott, he too has turned the ball over a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. at the end of games. Well, you know, what, I, mean, I was watching um, over the, over the weekend uh, when I was down in Tallahassee, calling UVA at Florida State, uh, a special on Joe Burrow where he, whenever he moves outside the pocket, he always runs and keeps the ball uh, with two hands on the ball all the time. He's not like a one-handed quarterback that runs with the ball on the right hand and kind of palms it. Josh Allen does do a lot of that, where you know he, when he starts to move, he just keeps the ball in one hand, and like that that kind of it puts you in a compromising situation for a guy that moves as much as Josh Allen does. And we're going to get a chance to see those two now in that matchup that we wanted to see a couple of weeks ago uh, before the injury occurred uh, to DeMar Hamlin. Like that's, that's the biggest matchup we have this weekend coming up. Well, that's not fundamentally sound what Josh Allen's doing. What Joe Burrow's doing is what they're being taught. All quarterbacks should keep two hands on the ball. That's the fundamentals of a quarterback coach teaching a quarterback what to do in and outside the pocket. When you see a guy holding the football reckless and loose, sometimes they lose it by doing that. Now in the AFC, you're right. You have a matchup of two great quarterbacks. On the one hand, Josh Allen is the guy who was anointed, right? He is the next guy. He came this close to beating Patrick Mahomes. They changed the rule as a result, like the whole league wanted him to be the guy. He is a great player. He's going to go down as a legendary player, it looks like, if he continues like this. However, he was stopped by Patrick Mahomes, and now he's playing the guy who just feels like he's not as physically talented, but feels like the biggest. he's going to be the biggest winner of the generation, right? Joe Burrow. Well, it was a defense. It wasn't Joe Burrow, just like we say about Tom Brady. Well, if not for that defensive play, well, all I know is Joe Burrow's team is winning, right? These two, and both of them, with close games against divisional rivals in the first round who were missing their starting quarterbacks, and you almost feel like they were a little lucky to get by them, right? Now these two guys are facing each other. On the one hand, the physical phenom who has the most tools, and on the other hand, the guy who just wins, right? I love that matchup. By the way, Sean McDermott, Bill's head coach, on letting them back into the game, what you guys were just talking about. I just think overall we got to do a better job of, of at that point, um, you know, up 17, I think it was 17 zip, and we turned the ball over. So um, at the end of the day, you turn the ball over, you die normally a, a pretty quick death. And when you turn the ball over, three, I think we had three, three turnovers, one for a score, and, uh, and then we had the big punt return in there mixed in there as well. So um, not very good complimentary football. Can't do that against Joe Burrow, Key. We got about 30 seconds here. Can't do that against Joe Burrow because Burrow's already done what people are waiting for Josh Allen to do. Can't do it against anybody, Max. Joe Burrow is a good quarterback. Can't do it against anybody, though. When you turn the football over, you're supposed to lose. That's why it's mind-boggling and shocking what happened to the Chargers. All right. um, Meantime, Kirk Cousins. I thought he'd turned the corner. Empty calorie stat guy, you need eight, he gives you six on third down, right? What about on fourth down when you need eight? How much blame should Kirk Cousins get for another Vikings heartbreaker? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.